All right, guys, what's going on? Today I'm super excited. I had a great Thanksgiving yesterday. A lot to be thankful for this year. And, you know, I thought a little bit about just sitting around and kind of listing them. But, uh, you know, I figured that's a little bit boring. So trying more to kind of tell people, you know, face to face and, uh, you know, have a little bit of more personalized conversations for how thankful I am for the relationships in my life and everything else. But, you know, one of the big things that's going to be impossible for me is just the community of the podcast and what the podcast has been for me and created for me and hopefully created for you guys as well. But it's turned into a little bit of like journaling. I used to really enjoy writing. I used to really enjoy kind of thinking generally. But this has been a way for me to kind of get my thoughts out. And it's therapeutic in a way. And it allows me to kind of, you know, cause for conversation with my family, with my friends, with people in the fitness community. And then I've created some relationships because of it. I've got new relationships in my life that are purely electronic right now, but just simply, you know, strangers who have started listening to this podcast. And that really means a lot to me. And I'm, I'm super thankful for that because really i'm i'm now finding that i am just a person who thrives on relationships and so this has been a medium and a unique medium and a scary medium for me to go out of my comfort zone to start going into you know everybody hates hearing their own voice i don't necessarily always think that you know what i'm talking about is going to make sense to people i think i do think on a weird path and in a different way than a lot of people. And so sometimes that's a little bit nerve wracking to put some of that stuff out into the air or, you know, create thoughts and put that out into the public space for other people to consume. But it's been very well received. And generally, I get mostly positive feedback from people, which is fantastic. And at the worst, I have some thoughtful conversation. I don't usually get like, you know, you're a hack and you suck and you're an idiot, which is which is great. I think the community that we have is very very um, open to new thoughts and open to discussion, which is really what I think we need more of anyway. And so if I can be a small part of that change, even in our small community, that really is something that I'm very, very, very thankful for. And so if you guys are listening to this and you've never talked to me, you know, you're that long-time listener, you know, first-time caller kind of thing, uh, you know, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. Even if you only listen to this one or you've only listened to one ever, um, you know, it, uh, it means a lot for me. It keeps me going. So thank you guys for that. And, uh, you know, obviously a huge thank you to my coaching staff, my partnership team, and everybody else who has given me the freedom and the opportunity to pursue things like this and allowed me to, and really encouraged me uh, to continue kind of keep going on this because they think that it it does provide them a value or it does provide the community a value. So that means a lot to me also to have that support. So today I want to talk about how fitness is kind of a gateway drug. And I mean this in a few different senses, but one of the things that you'll find is inevitably in people's lives, whether it happens at, you know, the common one is the midlife crisis stage. But I think now it happens a little bit sooner in people's lives. I think when we're in our 20s now, especially for, you know, the millennial generation, they get thrust into these positions where they feel this need, this urge, this desire to be further ahead than where they are currently. And this leads us into a sense of dissatisfaction, and it also leads us into struggling to know kind of what we're all about and to find our way. And one of the big things that I've told young people all the time is I think it's very important to live alone 
and be alone and not be in a relationship for at least a year or two in your 20s. You know, it's a great time to travel, but it's a great time to sit and make some decisions for you. What is the best thing for me? What am I all about? What are things that I need in my life to help fill this void? Because there's a void there. We all have a void there. There's 168 hours in a week. And no matter how busy you think you are, you're not going to be filling them if you are single and you live alone. You're just not going to fill 168 hours productively every single week. So you get these downtimes and you get this boredom and you have these things that kind of start to maybe irk you and you have to listen to yourself a little bit. And I think the common one now for a lot of people is jobs. But I also think it can be relationships, it can be your physical fitness, your lethargy, your apathy, uh, whatever it might be for you. You might become politically focused and you might start getting a fire in your belly because you see a political issue that really riles you up, right? And, and so it can take form in any place, but sometimes that quietness allows you the time to reflect on what you really want, and what you really need for yourself to be in a better place. And I think now a lot of people skip past that or skip over that. You know, we live in a cost of living situation comparatively to how much we make. And it's tough to live by yourself. You know, I was lucky to have the barracks where uh, I got promoted to a high enough rank where they gave me my own room in the barracks. We're not talking, you know, luxury here. I think it was about, you know, maybe 350 square feet with, uh, you know, no kitchen and just like a, a shower and a, a bathroom sink. And that was about it. But uh, I had a lot of time to myself. I was 23, 24, and 25 when I had that room. And I got out of the army. And, uh, you know, when I started to go back to move in with somebody, I knew exactly what I was looking for. I knew I wanted somebody that was maybe a little bit more professionally focused and somebody who, you know, worked and, you know, wasn't going to go out and party and keep me up at 2 a.m. and and do a lot of other things that, you know, 24 and 25 year olds are going to go do. I knew I wanted somebody who was a little bit more, you know, kind of rock steady with their relationships and with how they chose to date people and maybe a little bit less apt to just jump into something. And so that made my future decisions for kind of what I wanted to be about better because that provided me the income help of having a roommate, but then also still provided me a lot of quiet time. We could have conversations, but it was also fine for us to just relax in our own homestead. And so we had a little bit quieter of a place than a lot of our peers and a lot of our friends who lived in a little bit more chaotic houses. And what that turned into then is that quiet time turned into us actually thinking and having intellectual thought and intellectual discussion. And that led to us putting up a whiteboard in our living room. And this is Grant and I put a, a whiteboard up right in the middle of ours. And now this is like true man cave, right? We, we optimized this house for zero aesthetics. We didn't care at all what it looked like to an incoming woman. We only wanted it to be functional for us. And so we had a big like 35 gallon trash can uh, that was open in there, which would drive any woman nuts if they walked in and just saw that. Uh, so, but there was a bunch of other stuff like that. And it, it was all just, you know, completely optimized for how we kind of wanted to live. And it was really fun in that way. But that whiteboard and that freedom of thought started to be something where we just come home, we just put some ideas up, just thoughts, 
numbers. We'd have discussions about different, you know, financial things that Grant was going through or different thought experiments and things that I was reading into. And both of us were really interested in a bunch of, you know, similar concepts. But that freedom of that that time that I had when I was 23, 24, 25 put me into a situation where I knew that I wanted to be into more of an intellectual pursuit. Right in line with that, though, was physical fitness. And so one of the things that Grant was involved with was marathons. And I knew I wanted to work, be with somebody who was going to be involved with fitness, right? And so Grant was somebody who was actively running marathons. We both went to Lifetime all the time. And, you know, we'd, we'd sit in the sauna, we'd go to the pool, we'd, you know, row, lift weights, do whatever. And I was kind of helping him train a little bit. I kind of introduced him to CrossFit endurance and paleo eating and some of that different kind of stuff. And, you know, he was kind of educating me from some of the things that he had learned in the banking industry and financial world and all that stuff. So it was very cross-educational. But I think what we found was that fitness kind of became this gateway as we started to introduce it to other people, uh, to Tom, to Jay, to Pat, to Kristen Christman, to, to all these other people, you started to see that the fitness was this thing that kind of brought us together. And the fitness was one of these things that caused us to maybe take a step back and start caring about ourselves a little bit more and start caring a little bit more about how we felt every day and how sharp we were and how well we communicated with others and how present we were in our relationships. And so, you know, Jay and Tom and I at the time were still maybe going out and going out to the bars and doing things. Maybe maybe Jay and Tom a little bit more than I. I don't know, uh, about equal, but we kind of, as we started to get more and more into exercise and more and more into treating ourselves in a healthy manner, we kind of started to phase out going out as much. And in lieu of that, we started to hang out and just kind of hang out and talk and just kind of get into more intellectual pursuits or, you know, even just sit around and just kind of watch stupid movies after we worked out. And that then caused us to wake up the next day a little bit earlier which caused us to be a little bit more motivated than our peers who maybe were, you know, out till three or 4 a.m. and, you know, hung over and would waste an entire Saturday or Sunday sitting in the dark eating pizza. And so this then kind of snowballs, right? It grows and it builds. And I see this all the time for people that come into the gym and they're just a little bit lost. And really what they need is they need to take the first step in taking care of themselves first. You might have just gotten out of a relationship. You might have just lost a job. You might just have gotten divorced. And everything is telling you, oh man, you know, I don't, I'm going to hold my poker chips tight to my body and I'm not going to spend any money. And I'm just going to sit in my house and watch Netflix and I'm just going to be lonely and I'm just going to do this stuff. And it's such a broken thought process. And I understand where people are at with this, but people with, with how they spend their money, how they spend their time, it's backwards, right? When you come into some money, your goal would be to reinvest that into some assets, right? If you lose your job, your goal is to go and take the money that you have saved, store enough away for an emergency fund so you can live and you can do those things. But you want to reinvest so that the next job you go to is a step up so that you walk into the interview room. You are now a more formidable employee who can look confidently upon the person and say, 
this is what I've done to make myself a better employee since I lost my last job. The same thing goes for relationships and anything else in your life, right? If you lose a relationship in your life that's very meaningful to you and you are struggling, your initial thought process is, I just don't want to be around anybody. I don't want to go out. I don't want to invest in any relationships. And you get into this blah stage and you're just not doing anything. But in reality, you have to do the opposite. You have to lean into the problem. You have to go out of your way to get involved with new relationships, meet new people, get into a new community, and invest time in that. It's counterintuitive. Our nature, the comfort, is to sit and be lazy and do nothing, right? And it's the same thing that happens over and over and over again throughout our lives as we experience negative transition periods. But in reality, we have to do the opposite. We have to start thinking about utilizing this thing that sits there. And fitness is great, but community fitness is even better because now we're not just taking care of our own body, our own mental state. So when you work out, we all know you come in the doors and you might be feeling some kind of way. You might be feeling negative, cloudy, lazy, tired, sleepy, whatever. Insert adjective here. An hour later, it's like a magic pill. An hour later, you're going to be happy, smiling, talking, communicating, enjoying your day if you're open to that. And that's the state that we should be in all the time. And that's the thing that we need in our lives a lot of the times. If we're going through these negative experiences, we have to find that drug. And it's not a, a proper drug. It's not a prescription drug. That's what people think. They think that they're going to go and get a pill and they're going to pop it. And all of a sudden, everything's going to be all hunky-dory. But in reality, if we go and we find a place that where we can go and transition ourselves in a natural, healthy way in one hour, then you're golden. And so what I see is people utilizing this as a gateway drug. So they come in and now we start taking care of ourselves and all of a sudden, all this really powerful stuff starts happening around you. The stuff in your life that kind of sucks and you actually weren't really even aware that it sucks, that starts getting noisier, right? Maybe you didn't even realize you didn't like your job until you started surrounding yourself with a bunch of people who were awesome and ate super healthy and were really happy and positive and made you smile and laugh, told you that they were grateful for you and that they cared about you. They gave you hugs and they said, hey, if you ever need anything, I'm here for you. Just shoot me a call, right? You ever need a place to stay? You ever need a hug? You ever need a friend? You ever want to go out and grab a meal? You need to talk to somebody. Give me a call. I'm, I'm available whenever you need me. And I've had that conversation. I've had people say that to me a dozen times just in the last week. And so that is something that is super powerful. And if you've lived a life where you go to a job every day and your boss doesn't care about you and the boss's boss doesn't care about you and your other employees are all just checking a block for the day to get a paycheck to be able to afford living, you're just not going to be very motivated over the long haul. It's the same thing as we get a lot of people who go on vacations and they go to different CrossFit gyms and they're just like, man, it's so different. It's like there's no energy. People aren't excited to be there. 
it's like, yeah, like that's one of the biggest things that I tell people all the time. Like if we have one thing that separates us, it's that we have a community of people who are striving to better themselves and not just necessarily, you know, with how many pull-ups they can do, but just to be better in terms of their mindset and their excitement and their positivity and their friendships and their own physical fitness and their nutrition. And that's motivating them to be more successful in their business opportunities. And that's motivating them to have more time with their family and have a better relationship with their family. And so we get to surround ourselves with these people that are incredible and they're powerful and powerful in the way that we want to be powerful, not powerful in the way of like, I can impose my will on you, you know, in some other way, but powerful in the way of they have free time to be able to do what they want and they have free time to be able to spend with their families and look at how they're choosing to spend their free time with their families. They're coming to exercise and put them around role models who are going to show them the way to a happy and healthy life. And that's what they're choosing to do on a Friday afternoon or a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning. You'd be surprised how many times I sit down for consultations and I talk to them about how I think Thrive would be an amazing starting point for them. And it's just this awesome community of positive people. I'm like, you should come and try it. And this is like on a Friday. And they're like, awesome. I'd love to. When's the next class? I'm like, it's Sunday morning at 8. And they're like, oh, who does? Who wakes up at 8 a.m. on Sunday? I'm like, people who are kicking ass, who are motivated and super positive are up and exercising and starting their weekend day on a positive note before most people are even out of bed. You know what? They're going to be able to pop to the grocery when nobody's up yet and there's not going to be anybody there. So it's going to take less time. And then they're going to have stuff done by 10 or 11 a.m. And most people will have just maybe started to drink some coffee and read the newspaper. And so it's just, it's a deeper motivation level. It's a deeper, you know, efficiency level. You're getting more done. And you're able then to take that extra time and devote it to either further self-improvement, if you're young and single, that's what it should be, a reinvestment into your own education, a reinvestment into assets that are going to provide you with you know, more opportunity and more positivity. And you can look at that as a relationship asset or a financial asset. And then if you're older, you're starting to think about you're going to take that extra time and you're going to be more present with your family and with your relationships. And you're going to practice love, right? And we always think about love that way. Love is a practice. Love is something that you wake up every day and you have to go out of your way to do. It's not something that you have. It's not something that happens. It's something that you actively put work into every day. And the more time and the more opportunity due to your own motivation, as well as the more present and happy you are, well, guess what? the more capable you are to truly experience and express love to other people. And so then you're just, it's, it's a compounding effect. If you give more of that love to your friends and family, well, your kids are going to grow up in this powerful atmosphere. And guess what? They're going to be able to express more and more love. And when they express more and more love, they're going to invite other people into their lives. And now your daughter-in-law, son-in-law, they're going to be better people. They're going to be more positive, happy, healthy people. And so then your family's going to grow and you're going to have grandkids who are brought up in a loving environment, all because you took the steps 
to wake up Sunday morning early and go and get a workout in first thing and spend time in a positive, happy place and get your endorphins kicking and be more motivated than other people rather than just let the time slip and pass you by. And I know that's a metaphor, obviously. It's not what I'm not talking about that literally, and I hope you guys can see that. But that's how I think about things. That's how we think about fitness as this gateway drug. It's a gateway to better relationships, better financial health, better opportunity, more people in our lives that are going to provide us with value all the time. And if I'm thankful for one thing this year and this Thanksgiving, it's for the awareness of how many amazing, valuable people I have in my life, how many assets, how many people around me that provide me with extra happiness every single day. Whether it just be through a silly, stupid GIF or a GIF, depending on who you are, sent to me through text message, or somebody who takes the time to send me a meaningful article online, or somebody who maybe goes out of their way to bring a friend into the gym that they know is going to love it. And in doing so, you make the community around you stronger. You get to not only expose that person to making their life more full of love and happiness, but also you get to expose all of us to this incredible person who's going to bring us more love and happiness. And that's what we've done in the community is it starts slow. And let's say we bring in you know, five new people a year, well, maybe three of them understand or see the value in a positive community that makes them feel better and brings them more positivity every day. And maybe two just don't. And so then over the years, you know, three stay, two go. And then the next year, three stay, two go. And then three stay, two go. And three stay, two go. And after a year, now we're at 12, or after four or five years, we're at 12 or we're at 15 people, right? And you just multiply that by 10. And that's probably actually the case. But that's what you think about. And so over the years, those people who fit that bill, who are positive and see the happiness and the joy that can come from inside of our walls, they start seeing that as something that is a necessity in their life. It makes them better at everything else. And so, you know, now they've gotten promoted. Now they've had all these other amazing things happen in their life. But you have to take a second to be aware of it. You have to understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. And if you're not aware of that, then you're not going to value it for what it is. And you're not going to be able to lean on it when you need it. And that's the thing, because negative transitions are going to happen in your life. Most of the people that we love, they're going to pass away or we're going to pass away before them. A lot of the jobs that you have right now, that's not going to be the job that you have five years from now. Right, A lot of the things that you do for enjoyment right now, those probably aren't going to be the things that you do for enjoyment a few years from now. And so every time that that stuff happens, there's going to be transition points. And when those negative transition points happen, we need to have an acute, very, very tight awareness of what does help consume us with positivity and what does help us get back on the path to being more clear, more present, more successful. So I think about this all the time, and unfortunately, in a community as big as ours, we've seen you know some negative things happen in people's lives, and you know that's just the nature of the beast. And I've seen two different reactions to it. What I always try to think about then is what would I do? You know, what would I do if you know Maria was in a car accident and something were to happen to her? And 
you know, the initial interaction, and I, I really, I actually have played through this full scenario in my head, is to think, well, you know, the coaching team would pick pick up the ball for me, and they would be able to give me the time off that I needed to grieve, and, you know, I'd probably spend some time, you know, away, and, you know, you start going down that path, and then as soon as I start going down that path, I'm like, well, what would that look like? It's like, well, that would look like a lot of loneliness, and a lot of solitude, and that that's getting further away from the things that make me and Maria happy and the things that, you know, we get to enjoy and love together and all the people that loved her as well that I could help be there for also. And I'm like, in actuality, what I have to do is I have to, I have to do the opposite. I would have to be in the gym more. I would have to fill that time with more communications, you know, more hugs, more happiness, more, more time talking about how Maria made us smile and telling stories of how happy we were to know her and, you know, how we'll, we'll miss her. And you can, you can go through things that way with other people. And when you think about things that way, I think it, that's a much more positive outlook. I smile, I'm smiling now. And I think about that. I'm smiling about, I know who I would spend the time with. And that's the things that I think it's, it's hard because it's not human nature. Your human nature tells you to do the opposite. It's to, to be in solitude and to be sad and to grieve and do these things. But if we have this powerful thing that lives in our lives that we can lean on in negative transition times and things that aren't maybe necessarily going our way, well, then the worse the thing that is that happens or the worse situation we are in our life or the more we need help, well, guess what? The more we need to be in that community then, the more we need to be surrounded by people who help us see the light, who help us see the positivity, who can help us get through it and you know help us get back to a place of clarity and happiness and development and that's the thing you have to move forward you always do and we have to get back to a place of development and we have to get back to a place where we can find happiness again and a lot of times that's going to start mostly by being happy more often so think about that and think about what you guys use fitness for and think about maybe what you're thankful for in terms of how fitness has been a gateway drug for you this year and what are things that have maybe started in your head? What are maybe things you've never expressed to other people that, you know, whether or not we recognize it might be a direct result of us just taking more care of ourselves? You know, hey, now we started to eat better. And so because of that, I've seen X and Y and Z happen. Or maybe because I make it to the gym every morning, I've got this amazing new friend or I've got a new relationship, or I adopted a dog because of this facility, and that dog is now, you know, just this amazing part of my life. And there's things surrounding all of us, even in the most negative situation, even in our most negative time of the year, you still might be able to look back and see how walking into the gym has brought you some positivity out of that situation. And so I hope that you guys can take a second and be thankful for that stuff and, you know, pay attention to it and just be aware of how powerful of a drug, you know, community and positivity and health and happiness really are. And, you know, if, if you guys are listening to this, probably chances are that we are, you know, in, in the 1% of happy and healthy people and lucky people in the sense that we get to, you know, listen to podcasts on an iPhone and, you know, live in Columbus, Ohio and a great community and be surrounded by awesome people. And, you know, it's just, 
you know, you can, uh, we never know what's going to happen in the future. We never know if we're going to continue to have this ability. Um, you know, say so you take the opposites, like what would happen? I always think about all the time. Uh, you know, one of the things I have to think about is, are we set up and what would happen if I got hit by a bus? And, uh, and so that's something I think about all the time and making sure that things are set up so that, uh, you know, people still have the, the amazing community and hopefully we can continue to keep it going forever and always and be something that's uh, just a positive release for people in the future. So thanks guys. I hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving. If you guys haven't yet, please make sure that you just spend a little bit of time to find somebody in your life who just takes the extra care, the extra second to reach out or come over and talk to you, or give you a hug, or ask you how your day was throughout the week. And, you know, I think, at least I hope, every week in our coaches' meetings, I tell these guys, look, all our whole job is, what we are doing is we are caring about every person who comes through our doors on a deeper level, and that's what we are trying to do. And so I hope that you guys have had that experience with a coach, and I hope that you guys can pinpoint somebody who's just done something where, you know, it's not it's not the status quo. It's not what you would find someplace else. And, you know, it's not something that you get every day in your relationship or in your other relationships, right? Maybe they just said something to you that was some, you know, real talk. And and that's not easy to do sometimes. A lot of people just go through every single day in their life just kind of being full of shit and just never telling people what they need to hear, never telling people what they actually think and not having real, honest, transparent conversations. And so I hope that you know our coaching staff has been able to tell you guys something that maybe is a little bit hard to hear, or something that maybe is what you needed to hear, and helped kick you in the butt a little bit. And that's what I hope those guys are doing. That's their job. And then maybe just you know finding a situation in your life where somebody's just gone above and beyond. And I know that there's a lot of those. And I know that sometimes it takes a second to think about what above and beyond means. Uh, but there's a lot of different times where sending a text message is easier, but making a phone call means more. Or, you know, not doing anything is the status quo, but getting a handwritten letter is something that is above and beyond. And so I think we have all those situations that kind of surround us each and every day. And, you know, I'm so thankful to live in a community that's constantly trying to be better at that and constantly trying to grow and develop. And, you know, I want us to just look at like, look at us a year from now and just next Thanksgiving, just look back and be like, man, you know, I was a shitty person last year. Like I've gotten so much better, you know, now I'm so much better with this and that. And, you know, I'm giving people hugs instead of handshakes. I'm telling people who I love that I love them every day and that I care about them and that I'm here for them. And I'm writing thank you cards. And I'm just like, I'm just a good friend and a good family member. And I'm, I'm knocking it out of the park. And I feel like I'm just with it right now. And, and you're just developing in, in any way that we possibly can. So I hope that you guys are, are working on that development. And if you're not, let's start trying to find ourselves a community where we feel like we can start developing that. So you guys' homework this week is, of course, to take a second and think about you know who goes above and beyond in our life. And just look even in the past 10 days, and I bet you can find something. Look through your text messages. Look through your emails. Uh, think about the interactions you've had at the gym. Think about maybe partner workouts where somebody's you know just cheered for you or counted for you or given you a huge high five and a hug afterwards or taken a picture with you and smiled. And just be thankful for for that opportunity because uh, you know that's. 
I've been to a lot of places where, you know, people just don't do that stuff. So, um, so I'm thankful for you guys this week. So have a great, uh, Thanksgiving weekend guys. Don't spend too much on black Friday and, uh, cyber Monday. And remember, uh, that, you know, because of where we are and because of where we live, we probably don't really need much of what we're going to buy on those days. And in reality, there's a lot of other people, even in our local community, who could just use some money for food or some money for a house and maybe just some volunteer time in something like a Habitat for Humanity or Mid-Ohio Food Bank or something along those lines. So if that's who you guys are, uh, maybe think about how you guys could contribute back in some other way rather than scrolling through the internet looking for um, you know some random 12% off for a new espresso machine that we don't need. So <laughs> that's my last two cents. I'll leave you guys with that. Thanks, guys.